Hey everyone, this is Tony Holbein. You are listening to the Super Revenue Brothers with Raul and Tony. In today's episode, we're talking about AI tools in your sales tech stack. Is it worth the hype? Can it make your sales team better today? Could it maybe even replace them altogether? We debate if it's the cure for your sales department or if it's just a con. Enjoy. Tony, it's the beginning of November. We are basically through event season because that's like September, October. Other than PacCon, did you go to any other events? Did you like anything else? And uh, what did you bring for us? I actually did not. I only went to PacCon. Um, mm. And it's not even a lie. So it's literally the only event I went to. And I got to say, I'm regretting it a little bit. So I feel like I should have been at Sastra in San Fran. I should have been in Inbound in Boston, I think it is. I should have been at GTM 23 in... Tennessee, I think it was. I mm. should have been in Sastock at Dublin. I should have been in all of those places and kind of met all the people that I've uh, either had on the podcast or, you know, tried to kind of build a relationship with. But I didn't do it. I kind of regret that, actually. I should have probably done that. So why didn't you go? Was it different this year or anything happened? No, I think laziness. There's a little bit of that, yeah. to be honest, because being away from the family for like, because especially kind of, you know, West Coast and stuff, it's, you're looking at a week minimum, right? Yeah. That is pretty disruptive with two small kids and stuff, especially for mm. my better half. So that was just not the thing. And then I feel like there's a little bit of wariness around traveling, actually. There's more and more people like, yeah, we don't need to kind of go to all of those places all the time. And maybe I'm starting to become one of those. And then the thing was also, we, we should have, you know, made those plans three, four months ago. And at that point, mm. we didn't feel it was the right play. But then the time came and then we felt like, shit, it would have been the right play. And I think we were just a little bit behind on that. It's a shame. I mean, there's pros and cons, but you know, you might have learned something about AI in those places. <laughs> why Why that? No one is talking about AI role. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but we are, right? Yes. And just to kind of preface this a little bit, so we are not AI experts. Uh, we're not calling ourselves AI experts. Um, I think it's totally fair for people to talk about AI who are not experts. I do think it's not okay for people to talk about AI who are not experts and claim they are experts. <laughs> and and I think we're kind of exactly in that nice middle in between here. where We're basically saying, hey, you know, this is what I know about this thing. I yeah. think here's a BS application. I think here's a cool application. And I think this is maybe how it could impact your stack, your way you do business and so forth, right? And that's pretty much what we want to talk about today. Yeah. So again, to uh, frame it the right way, con or cure AI in sales. Yes. Tony, you start this time. What do you think? So I think there's a massive bubble and hype around your go-to-market stack with AI. And it's obviously super exciting. Don't get me wrong because everything basically is flipped on its head and everyone is questioning every single thing. But when you boil it down at the end of the day, much of the AI use case is a specific application of, you know, a chat GPT kind of thing across different, you know, purposes, right? So writing a better email and taking care of your LinkedIn email and but suggesting you what you should be writing to this prospect based on the information you have in the CRM and that you can look up on LinkedIn. So it's accelerating, I would say, fact-finding and contextualizing and, and giving the salesperson more insights potentially. I think what everyone, and, and there's a big question, is that are they using that? <laughs> it's not like there was, some of that information was around before as well. And 
I know from my AEs, they didn't even read the prep notes from the SDR. So are they going to read this thing now, right? Um, and then the other thing is also what everyone is really dreaming of is this, oh, I don't need salespeople anymore. <laughs> That's what everyone is really thinking when they're thinking AI in, the, in, in your go-to-market stack. That's what they're thinking of. But I feel we're pretty far away from this. And I think it's going to take more than a large language model to suddenly kind of get us to that point. But I feel that's a little bit the what people expect AI will bring and what I, despite some people claiming something else, what, what AI is actually able to do right now. Mm. So what does that mean? I think for some parts of the AI spectrum, it puts me on the con side more than on the cure side. And the cure side for you is where it's about what, making people better? So I, I haven't figured this out yet, actually. I think there is, I think it can help you in, you know, writing uh, better emails, like Lavender, kind of, they've been doing this before AI was a thing. I think it can help you in summarizing your calls, like a gong and so forth. I've been doing this for a while, right? I think it can, you know, I think there's an application that taps into all the different sources of information tries and synthesize stuff for you. I think a couple of those things could work out. And this is more of a cure. Is that the big unlock that everyone is is thinking about when they're talking about AI and your GTM stack? I'm not so sure about that. The con side is more, and you know what? Don't get me wrong. I think we will get there. That some of the core pieces of a salesperson, of a CS person, of a support person are going to be taken over by something like an AI. I think that's going to happen. Are we there yet? I'm not, I'm, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know if we're there yet. Mm. But what's your position on AI in general? I mean, kind of where where's your head at? Yeah. So I think because it is such a big topic, I have no other answer other than yes, it's con and cure. And it, there will be a lot of cons around it. And I think we are seeing a lot of things that, that will lead pretty much nowhere or lead you astray. But obviously, this is going to be the defining. I mean, I don't know of anything else, but then maybe some smarter people than me do. This is the defining technology of our time right now and of the future time as well. So some good things will happen because of it, and a lot of bad things will happen as well. Specifically in the sales sector, I think what everyone is really trying very hard right now is what you just said, which is let's get rid of salespeople and let's try to find a way to do that. Now, I'm not saying that of because of professional, being afraid of my professional uh, sort of livelihood, because um, I believe even, even in the case of if that were to happen, I would still have something to do. But um, I don't see that happening anytime soon, to be honest. And I also don't think that's the best idea to really target yourself or to go out there and, and sort of try to convince the market of that. Although some companies are aggressively doing that. And I think a lot so of people, would, a lot of people would be like, "Well, twelve months ago, you didn't think that we would be talking to ChatGPT and falling in love with it because we think it's an actual person behind it either." So it's really hard for us to say how quickly everything will evolve and we're going to wake up tomorrow and suddenly there's the solution that there's kind of a, I think ChatGPT was like a step function here, like for sure. The question is, can you just expect those step functions to kind of happen again and again and again? And again, we're not experts or anything like this, but I just think, no, we probably can't have those step functions happen all the time. That's what I believe. And therefore, at least from what I've seen so far, there's nothing that screams at me like, hey, this is this the solution is basically kind of done, right? Or that there, there's a solution fully here. And it kind of speaks to the point of, you know, eventually, yes, but in the short term, probably no. That's almost the point that you're making. Yeah. And I mean, so on the technical side, I have nothing to add other than who knows, right? 
So yeah. I, I certainly don't. It could be much faster, much slower. It could be that everyone is actually way too optimistic. Um, and the naysayers are actually right. I have no idea. What I do know very well is how sort of teams work and sales teams and salespeople and all that stuff. And just from a very logistical perspective, right? Let's say I came to you and I said, hey, Tony, like you're not Tony yourself. You're a random SaaS CRO right now. Hey, you have these beautiful 100 salespeople right now that are costing you 10 million a year. Um, how about I give you this technology that will make all of them go away and it's costing you just a half a million a year? Would you like that? And let's assume that you have no doubt in the face that is actually true. Like you don't, you know that I could do that for you. Mm. I doubt that all the CROs, I even doubt that the majority of CROs would immediately jump on that. And even if they wanted to, it's not that it's so easy. Like maybe in Germany, definitely not, but in, in a lot of countries, like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to immediately risk all the livelihood of your company and jump and, and fire 100 people? If so, like, how long would that be for you? Are, are we just in the transition phase of everyone is going to get fired? I don't know. And what will happen by in, in the legal department? So how high is the chance that if we're really going to get to a point where AI can do that, that is going to be allowed and that it's going to be allowed to do that kind of thing and, and that you're never going to run into any risk of saying, Oh, from one year to the other, basically you have to build up a sales department again because you're not allowed to do that thing anymore with AI. So these are thoughts that would go through your mind, which is why I doubt that even if everything goes much faster than we thought, just as a logical reasoning CRO, you're going to be like, oh yeah, wonderful, let's fire 100 people and get that thing and replace everything else. Yeah. So there will be something in between. That is what I'm trying to get. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to augment your lineup with that, right? If it does, yeah. if you do believe it, if it does work, you could go both ways. You could say like, well, you know, why don't I spend half a million and double my team basically, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> or uh, I reduce the team only a little bit and replace that with, I mean, there, there's like a blended approach there. I think what's difficult, you know, I think sometimes what's difficult to comprehend, right? It's this, when you look at ChatGPT and you use it, it basically feels like magic, right? And once once you have this, oh wow, now we can do magic. Once you have that, once you have that, you know, logical reasoning, if you will, if this is logic, then it's like, oh well, well, if we can do magic here now, why can't we do magic everywhere else? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, what ChatGPT is really great at, so this large language model, it's really good at guessing the next word. That's what it does. Right? You can prompt it and there's some logic to it and I don't know how it works. But at the end of the day, it's really good at guessing the next word to say. Kind of what is the most likely word now from all the knowledge I have to put up next. And that's the skill. That's the capability. That's the feature, right? That's why it works in kind of a chat format. And that's why, you know, in some form of speech and some of written text, kind of you can use that again and kind of bring it up and like, hey, here, here's something we can kind of do with it. But what it doesn't mean is that same of same level of magic applies to everything else as well, right? So it can't just, you know, hey, here the this is the best thing for you to say and call, and now we do this, and then we do this other thing, and we call this other person, and we then kind of bring them together, and we sit on the call, and we show them those slides. There's there's a lot of stuff it can do, don't get me wrong, but it just because we think it's magic that we're seeing right now, it doesn't mean that it can do all the magic stuff that we can come up with, right? And I think this is a little bit what's confusing people very quickly. And you know, I'll give you one example. So we we on the Growblog side, we're kind of working on a feature which is computationally heavy, difficult to explain, but it's gonna be wonderful, wonderful insight for you know, CROs, RevOps, and so forth. 
and understanding, you know, what is really causing an issue in my funnel and how big is that problem, right? And really the thing is, if you explain it, it just takes a lot of time and it's complicated and so forth. Or we could just say, you know what, guys, it's our AI feature. And you know what? It's a total lie because it's, there's not necessarily machine learning or AI or large language models, anything behind it. It's a lot of complicated math. Don't get me wrong and statistics and all that stuff, but it's not truly AI. But when you then sit on a sales call and you say like, hey, you know what? That's our AI feature. Everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. You know what? No further explanation needed, Tony. Thank you very much. I totally get it because everyone gets AI. And yes, I would like that feature very much. Thank you, right? Um, <laughs> and I think this is where this is kind of going towards, right? There's this very clear, awesome field, large language models and all the applications of it. And then there's you know, 95% of the rest of the world where we kind of have the same exp you know, expectation now that the same magic works out. And it's just not true, right? And I think this is what's kind of driving this hubris to a degree, this hype, this con, if you will, at least from what I can see from my very kind of limited, you know, founder, founder uh, perspective. That makes a lot of sense to me. I think really, of course, the AI enthusiast on LinkedIn will now say and shout, oh, yeah, but that's because the magic will come to all the other domains quite soon. Again, not understanding enough about that area. I can just give you a couple of examples where I have actually been really disappointed with the state of things. So not going to name tools right now, but okay, let me go back to my example, right? So I don't think I would want to or could even legally maybe just get rid of all my sales team if I was 100 CRO, 100 people leading CRO. But what I would absolutely love to do is make all of them more efficient, right? That would be wonderful. And then there would be a million levers that I can think of, right? And, and I think this is where you should, should be targeting and, and communicating. And one of the levers that a lot of companies are trying sort of to think about right now is, okay, how do we make you better in the call? So you're Tony sitting, on, sitting there and there's a software listening to what you're saying and what do we do with that? And there's a lot of things you could do. You can do sentiment analysis and then do recommendations based on that. You could sort of sum the call up and then give you a little bit of a, sort of feedback document, be like, hey, Tony, you should be driving this more forward and you should be doing that point a bit harder and whatever. And I've seen tools and, and where they are right now, and I'm shocked at how much they suck and how much they still suck. And even after, and I've been looking at this because this is where my big hope is actually in, is the stuff that would actually make me as a salesperson 10, 20, 30% better quite fast. And I'm not seeing that happening and I'm not seeing a lot of progress there either. And who knows, it might come. Maybe we're waking up tomorrow and then there's, I don't know, all those tools that will do exactly that thing. But that's the low-hanging fruit. And that's also the friction, low-friction fruit. Like, you're not going to sit down there and discuss the, the fate of 100 people with a CRO so easily, but you're very easily going to sell a tool that's going to make all their sales team 30% better. And I'm not seeing that happening. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of other things as well, such as daily planning and structuring of activity, sequencing. That can be, there can be so much that can be done to make it a couple percent better. And, and make very easy money for companies that people are just not targeting enough. Yeah, I'm just almost wondering kind of why why does it still suck that much? And, and, and you and I don't have a clue because we don't have like the AI background in this sense, right? But it is a surprise that, you know, in, in those use cases, we still haven't gotten further. And let's just say we kind of stop thinking about, you know, all of those startups that want to do something about AI. If we go to real companies, Apollo, Gong, you know, Salesforce, mm. Microsoft, where they are like crazy AI applications. And to be honest, again, Gong has had AI for a decade, so to speak, right? Kind of this whole yeah. 
speech to text thing. This was this is AI and this was AI, and they've never made a big deal out of this. But that's what it's the pure. That's what it is, right? Yeah. But if you really think about everything else on top of this, you don't really see the major breakthrough big AI use case that's coming out actually, right? It's when you think about the gongs, the sales lofts, outreach, Clary, they all kind of hunt for the same tooling space, sequencing for SDRs, forecasting for AEs, call listening, call recording, coaching basically. But there's no button, hey, you just replace all of my seats with an AI person, right? Mm. And they have the data, they have the resources, they have the people to get you know hired to kind of do this stuff. I'm sometimes wondering why it hasn't happened there yet, right? What's the reason for them not to be able to achieve it? And and it feels like it's certainly, you know, they don't give a shit about legal and these kind of laws and so forth, kind of to a large degree, right? They probably see the economic upside, so I'm pretty sure about that, right? It's a pretty straightforward yeah. case. Can you... It's like this UI path thing. It's like, well, you're a big bank, you have 500 people doing those 20,000 clicks per day, did you know that we can take this away from you? Like people did that. Yeah. And it's in like UiPath is a massive organization now, right? So it's the economic upside is clearly there. Can you kind of replace these people with an AI? And I think many CEOs might say, let's test it out. And after it works for a year, yeah, let's totally roll this out further. So since all of that stuff is clearly there, but none of them are getting there, Kind of, it makes me wonder why. What is it? <laughs> What's holding us back here, folks? Right, and um, and it kind of brings me a little bit to like, hey, you know, maybe we haven't cracked that frontier just yet, right? Maybe this just isn't done, and who knows when it will be. But that kind of gives me a little bit of an idea of, hey, some of this is just a little bit further away and daydreamy than we currently think it it might be. Yeah. And going to Daydreamy, here's a shower thought I recently had. I'm going to say something very, very inflammatory for a lot of people in this audience, maybe. But I actually, if I had to bet, really, and I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I think I would actually bet that the first of the two that will be replaced is actually the CRO before the salesperson themselves. So I think it's more likely and probably easier to replace the CRO to some extent, not to all of them. So I'm not talking necessarily, obviously, about the human leadership and all that aspect, but for a lot of CROs, I can sort of write down what they're doing and, and I could probably, if I could, if I were able to, I'd probably code that into a machine and make that machine learn a bit better on how to do that. Um, yeah, I think it's it's probably coming more for the zero job in, in those cases. But I think really the 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 answer is, um, and logical reasoning also led you there basically right now is because it's really hard to do. That's why it hasn't gotten there yet. And it's there's a lot that goes into that that it goes beyond just LLMs. And there's you you even get to like generative uh, sorry general AI at some point to really do all the work that goes in there. And even, but even just a single point. So if you look at Gong, right? When Gong came out, and I remember that was a company of ours that, that was highlighting this very early on. That's actually how I learned about Gong. It was maybe seven years ago or something, or I don't know how long. And they were like, look at this. This is a game changer. I can do my call. And then it tells me that I pitched for 15 minutes or that I had an introduction for seven or eight minutes. Like, this is the next big thing, right? I was like, okay, that's crazy, actually. Like, what if this goes to where it actually tells me exactly what I did wrong in the call and it's going to give me feedback and it's going to tell me, hey, look, Tony, you are above average on talking about the product. That's way too much. Dial it down a little bit. Like, but it never actually realized it. It never materialized that way. Like, it, the, the things I thought seven years ago about Gong have not happened. And it's either because they couldn't do it or people were not requesting it or not having actually a lot of fun or, or money with it. And no, but I mean, even today, if you look at the stuff that, that that's out there right now, 
the I've seen another tool that I'm not going to name now that a company of ours is sort of trying to play around with a bit. And they're doing this sort of emotional recognition, like how was the temperature of the call, right? And the recognition of the call, the software is basically on the level of a three-year-old. Like, yeah, any dog could tell you that that was not a good call, right? They, they could probably sniff the pheromones out of the air and would be able to tell you that, like, thanks very much. Now, hmm. again, is this going to evolve um, sort of in an exponential way and become that much better? Maybe. But I think that's where we're at right now. While sort of fascinated by it, I'm not that excited about where we're at right now. It's actually a good point to kind of, okay, so Gong has now been doing some of that stuff for a while. You know, it's not a large language model. It's not what that is. They did, you know, speech to text and and, and so forth. And they still, the, the predominant use case, by the way, still for Gong is talk time. If you boil it down, the insight is talk time, like to a large degree. And then you have, and Udi kind of, we talked with Udi about this. You have like splashy other things, which basically go in the direction you know, is it good or bad to use expletives on a call, right? And and yeah. in which situation is good and which situation is bad. And it's like, okay, cool, thanks. Um, but what you would expect to happen, right, is is what you just mentioned there. It's like either either almost live, kind of, hey, talk, shut up. You know, wouldn't yeah. it be fun if there's like so this your gong thing just shows you like now shut shut up, please, <laughs> kind of sign. But the other thing is also like, hey, oh, oh, here's an objection. You know, there's an objection coming from from the prospect, and then it basically just pulls in here the three best answers to this, right? Yeah. From other calls or from where you have locked it or something like this. It, kind of this playbook piece. I would expect that to you know why isn't that? I'm not even sure if they have it or not, by the way. But that's a thing. And then this whole well, actually, I'm a lazy rap. Uh, when I have my CM being populated automatically from a, I mean, you listened, <laughs> you summarized the whole thing. You, you know, you know better than I do probably what to click on the CM to kind of move it in the right spot. Also, you know, there, there's some vendors trying to do this right now and some of them are cool and some of them are not. But those are all things that are like, why didn't these guys crack this yet? I mean, and that tells me, because those gong folks, they're pretty smart, tells me this is not so simple. And it also tells me that the whatever AI technology and capabilities that we have, they're actually not able to do some of that stuff now. It's just yeah. not there, right? There's some, and that kind of then gets me to my next step. And I'm talking out of my butt here, so don't get me wrong, but it's really, you know, maybe we haven't unlocked the next fundamentals for this to work out yet, right? So one mm. fundamental was this large language model. And now we're finding all kinds of ways to apply it and feed it and hey you know don't look at the web look at my crm look at my slack and we're going to feed you from there cool but you know maybe some of the other fundamentals that then maybe get us to what is it general ai and all of that stuff i don't kind of know what any of these things are but it just feels like hey there's if you look at physics as a whole hey we have figured out gravity but you know thermodynamics is still unclear this other thing is yeah. unclear this other thing is unclear it feels like, hey, AI, we've figured out LLM, great. And then there are 20 other things that we still haven't figured out that we still need to do fundamental research to figure this out to then kind of have the capability unlock and then kind of be, you know, applied to the GTM stack, if you will, right? I'm not sure when I look at what all of these guys are doing versus or not doing, rather. I think that there must be something there. I mean, I, I don't think Gong and Apollo are sitting around and saying, ah, you know, because of ethical reasons, we don't want to have the SDR AI. That that wouldn't be the right thing. I, I just don't think that's how they think about this. Uh, yeah, I, I also don't think that. But at the end of the day, like if you're not allowed by law, then that's another thing. But you just made a great comparison, which I haven't heard like that before. I don't know. Are you a gamer? <laughs> yeah. Or have you been a gamer? Well, I have been in my previous years, you know. 
So basically, someone just came out with a Game Boy, and we are trying with that Game Boy to do things that an up-to-date PC nowadays can. And we're trying to build on that Game Boy sort of, a, I don't know, Diablo or 4 or whatever yeah. it came out recently. And we're just being impatient and, and trying to do stuff that it's not there for. And certainly, and there's these videos all the time of someone like building a high-end game on like some small watch or whatever. But that's a shit ton of work rather than just using the thing that it's there for. But yeah, maybe that's a thing. Maybe we're being too impatient and too early. But then again, that's also how progress happens, I guess, and how yeah. we will get there. But if you were looking just at the state of things nowadays, and again, as a you're not an AI enthusiast, you're agnostic or whatever, look at things nowadays. As a CRO, how should you deal with this topic, right? And as a CRO, I would be strongly watching out for this space, space because we're no geniuses when it comes to this area, but even we realize that someone somewhere will come out with something that's going to make your salespeople better. That's what you want, right? And for example, you, you briefly mentioned this before. I believe there's a lot of promise and stuff that's already happening if you just give it a little bit more time. For example, Einstein, which I know Salesforce has been peddling for 10 years, but is finally getting to a point where they have a different approach. They're basically going by a lookalike learning a lot and basically so imitation learning, however you want to call that, not being an expert again. But um, this is something that could actually be new. Like it's telling you in a way, this is the right sequence for this kind of customer because it's worked with these other kind of customers. Granted, from my understanding, they need a shit ton of sample size to do that. So maybe for your early stage company with mm -hmm. 10 deals in the pipeline, that's not going to work out. But there are some cases for that, right? And and this is also the direction I'm thinking in. Like, how can I make my salespeople smarter? How can I make them a bit faster, a bit better in the call, a bit better in analyzing the call, coach them a bit uh, in an automated way? That's what I'll be looking out for. Yeah, I wouldn't be looking out to uh, replace salespeople now, not even from an ethical perspective, but because I don't see it happening anytime soon. No, and I think your point is right, right? You know what? Cut all the Tonys and Rowells forward and future statements. Cut all of this out of the podcast. You forget about all of that stuff. At the yeah. end of the day, you and I are looking at the space a lot, right? We see, I mean, you more than I do, by the way. Also, you see deal flow on the Project A side, and I'm sure there's tons of AI teams innovating in the go-to-market space. And as of right now, the main use cases are still write better emails, listen to your calls-ish, right? Those are the main use cases, actually. It's not yet the lead that everyone is looking for. So basically, today, the major unlock maybe isn't there yet. I don't know, but at least kind of that seems like what it is. Will it come eventually? Yeah. I think both of us are pretty sure that it will. Mm. Do we have a timeline on that? <laughs> also, no. <laughs> By the way, I thought I just said this is the perfect episode for us to look back in, in a couple months or a year and be like, we were so dumb at the time. Yeah, this yeah. is the, the number one episode we'll regret probably. <laughs> nice. Rolls. I mean, we talked about, what did we talk about today? We talked about AI. Is, is it con or is it cure? And I think obviously amazing things have happened this year. So there's no reason to downplay any of that stuff in that space. It's absolutely, you know, mind boggling and Still, for me, it's closer to magic than it is closer to like science or logic. That is pretty clear. But then really the applications coming out of this for the go-to-market stack so far are not groundbreaking, I would say. They're yeah. kind of a little bit disappointing. So kind of what we have achieved so far with that crazy technology is a little bit of a con. But will this eventually kind of evolve to a cure? Yes, for sure. But for today, I haven't really seen the breakthrough that is getting this stack to where everyone wants it to be, where it's basically replacing lots of frontline folks, actually. I think this is how people think about this. Let's replace lots of frontline folks. And it doesn't seem like we're there yet. Yeah. Uh, another comparison that just came to mind, let's 
for another episode. It's basically like blockchain for sales right now. Like it sounds great. It's gonna revolutionize everything, but actually nothing exciting is really happening there. So there you go. Let's see that materialize first. Blockchain for sales. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Crypto. Let's go. Raul, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you everyone else for listening. And yeah, have a good day. <laughs>